Right now it's seven o'clock on Sunday night. Welcome everybody to the sports phone here on KZYX. Jerry in Portland, Jim in the Philo studio. Jim, I panicked. I was looking at the I was lo- looking at the underwriting. We didn't have any. Pulled up the station ID. I got through everything, and then I looked at it, it was six fifty nine, and I didn't know what to do. I was like, well, I can't say it's seven because it's not seven yet. So I went with it's almost seven. And I, I don't think it sounded too bad. I think it worked out. No, yeah, we're you know we're. Uh... It's a new year. We we yeah. just, we just got ourselves an extra minute. Yeah, we're ahead. Yeah, it is we're, the the first 2022 edition of the sports phone. It's funny. I'm waiting for that moment because I know it's coming. Because I've had this problem every year, Jim, and I'm sure you've had similar versions of it. There's going to be some time in the next two weeks. I'm going to doc sign some sort of document, and I'm going to put the wrong year on. I think I've done it every year. <laughs> I I don't think there's anyone one that hasn't, but. You got, I don't know if, I can't remember when you were in school, but when I was in elementary school, you had to put a hand date on everything, right? Remember we were in yeah. school? Yeah, and no, we did. I, I would forget for a whole month sometimes. Yeah. So here, here's a question. I don't know if you'll even remember this. Did you, when you do the date or when you did it in school, when you do it now, do you do dashes or slashes in between the month, day, and the year? Slashes. Slashes. Yeah, I think anyone that does dashes is out of their mind. It's 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 always it's always slashes. It's, it's a, it's a Welcome slash. everybody to the sports phone here on KZYX. Uh, if you're new to the show, let me explain what's going to happen for the next 58 minutes and change. Uh, Jim and I are both big sports fans. Uh, we are both uh, coaches, or we have been coaches. I am currently one. Jim was one. We both played uh, sports throughout our whole lives, and we're also big fans of sports. We just love to watch sports, play sports, talk about sports, and that's what the whole idea of the sports phone is as well. We like to spend this hour every week talking about sports with you, the listeners. More importantly than that, we want you, the listeners, to drive the show, pick the talk- topics, and let us know what you want to talk about that is going on in the world of sports. This, this can be at the professional level, high school level, college level, rec league, wherever it is, whatever it is, as long as it is sports-related. Jim and I want to talk about it and want to hear what you have to bring to the show. The number to do that, as always, is 707-895-2448. That is the number to call if you want to give us a call and talk about sports. Jim, what do you got today? Any anything you want to start with? Anything you got to get off your chest? Anything along those lines? Well, first of all, the lines are open: 707-895-2448. You're live on the sports phone. Hello. Hello. Are we there? You're live on the sports phone. Hi, this is Sally. I haven't talked to you guys in a long time. Sally, video, Sally. Yes. What do you got Wait. to say for the sports phone? I got, hang on, I'm sorry. I got to turn off the, my radio and I can't find the remote. You got okay. it? Yeah. So, um, I wanted to talk about modern day high school. Modern okay. day? Modern day. Modern day. Modern day. They, they just won the open... CIF state championship in football. Yeah, and they also had a big controversy about hazing in the locker room. Ooh, where one they had a a game called 
guns or something, and two kids would punch each other. You haven't heard about any of this. Jerry, what do you got, Jerry? Big-time high school football is a blind spot for me. It's one of those things uh-huh. that just, like, it's, that I know exists, but for, for the same reasons I'm not a big college football fan, I think kind of the trickle-down effect of that is I don't really keep track of big-time high school high school football. Um, so this has been totally off of my radar. So, Sally, anything that you know would be news to me in terms of any sort of uh, controversy or anything like that. I do see that Matter Day's president stepped down. Uh, because of this, which is a, a, a big huge. deal. I, I think, it, you know, again, when you get to that level of big-time high school sports, it can impact not only the athletic department, but the school as a whole. So if, if it's as bad a scandal as it is made out to be, uh, yeah. then then it totally makes well, sense. Come on, we're, we're, we're talking here. I want some details. Jared, get on Google. Sally, tell us what you know. I'm, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Well, I, what I know is, is what I told you, that two uh, kids, they did, it was on videotape, caught on videotape, punching each other, taking turns. Uh, one big kid and one little kid, other members of the team on their phones not even paying attention. And the, the, the smaller kid lost the uh, battle and uh, had brain damage. Whoa. And so his parents have sued the school. And, uh, of course, this is a Catholic, a diocesan school that's owned by the local Catholic church. Wow. So I'm guessing what this game was is some form of, you know, the old, it was done mostly, I think mostly in driving cars. The, the, the game was called, when I was, in the 50s and 60s when I was growing up, it was called Chicken. And oh, yeah, yeah, you would sure. drive at each other and see who chickened out first and drove away. <clears throat> There's other forms of it, but I'm guessing this was some form of chicken, Jer, where they were punching each other, taking turns to see who backed off first. Is, is that sound right. right, Sally? Supposedly it was a, a hazing thing that was common at school. Wow, and, and this was after a game, before a game? Do you know? Uh, I didn't get where that went in the process. Where they didn't talk about that. So, yeah, so, so the lawsuit but, was fought. The lawsuit was filed on November 23rd. I don't see anything that specifically calls out when this happened. Um, but one little nugget in the in the lawsuit is that the school tried to cover it up by not calling yeah. paramedics or contacting the family oh of the injured God. students for 90 minutes after the uh, the injuries were kind of discovered by yeah. the, by the team. So the, coach- the, the principal the principal of the school has to this day not spoken to the parents. Really? The coach, yeah, no. And the, and the modern-day head coach has refused to speak to the press. No press conferences, no nothing. Even they're the number one team in the country, high school teams, football teams. We know modern-day very, very well, Sally. Just just for a heads up, I would say, and Jerry, you might, you might, Call me wrong in this one, but I'm guessing football is modern day second sport from what I know about modern day. No, it, it's it's no, it's, no, it's no. Mad, modern day is just a very successful athletic school. Basketball I know that football are on even ground at that school. I know. Well, okay. So I, wait, I there's one other part here because if I if you if you uh, if you don't mind, I have a story. Go, go ahead. Yeah. In 1963, in the fall of 1963, I was the head cheerleader for modern day. Whoa! 
and we were going into the CIF playoffs. It was uh, November 24th was our game. Catholic high school, you know, it happened on November 22nd. JFK was killed. The first Catholic president. I mean, that, that campus just was in shock. So um, we had our first playoff game on Saturday. And as the head cheerleader, I, was, I had to set, make the announcement at halftime that there was no school on Monday because it was National Day of Mourning. And I had to do it in such a way that the, that the kids would not cheer or applaud. Huh. <laughs> that's so a very that's, awkward conversation you would have to have. Very yeah, awkward. That's, that's where I've been. They put, it was on TV yesterday, last night, this game, the championship game, Sarah and Modern Day. Modern Day creamed them 44 to 7. Okay, so Jared, this this incident wasn't at this final game. This was no, this, no. Okay, okay, but th- so no, this is yeah. And they're still playing. Then these parents have this lawsuit going, and they're still playing football. Obviously, the team. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. They're they're huge in in Orange County. Oh, and I, I know I've known about modern day modern day is we had a friend that Jerry played AAU with. Um, maybe on a fifth grade team, right, Jer? Um, yeah, yeah. So, Sally, someone I played AAU basketball with when I was in fifth grade, he played uh, one year at Matter Day, his senior year. No, he's his either his junior or senior year. So we've always been we've always been kind of a, more aware of them as a basketball school, or I followed oh, them yeah. as a basketball school, but their football program is, like I said, just as good you know, as, as their basketball program in terms of year-in and year-out success. Yeah. Well, well, I was there from 60 to 64. So you graduated Modern Day High School? Yeah. Wow, that's experience. That That's big-time high school sports? Wow. Well, it wasn't so big-time then, okay. 1963. Mm-hmm. I mean, from the pictures they showed on TV, the campus is, like, unbelievable. It looks like a college campus. All right, we're going to move on. Sally, yeah. that's, All right, thanks, guys. I don't know if anyone's going to top that story. story for the day. 707-895-2448. Wow, that, that, that hit me quick, Jer. All of a sudden, we're talking. Wow. Yeah, and, and, and oh, well, 707-895-2448. Give us a ring if you've got anything you want to talk about going on in the world of sports. Hazing's one of those weird ones, Jim, because I think it's... I, I don't know, like... <laughs> So is there a different word for the 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 like the freshman on the basketball team that has to carry the pink backpack? It's or, this, like, or would you call that hazing as well? Because that's no. where I was trying to go. Like, hazing is one of those weird words where I think it, it has a negative connotation. But what? But then when I say like, the, what is the freshman player carrying the pink backpack? Right? Like, it's, it is. Cause, cause the, yeah, you, you know what I mean. The the answer to your direct question, Jer, 
that that is the definition of hazing but there's fun hazing there's safe hazing there's have there's hazing with a new person in a choir in a chorus in a in a rock band there's hazing everywhere i i agree with you that it's usually called it's it's a negative connotation Right. And I'd say when you're having a punching contest to see if the ninth grader backs out before the senior, I, I got I don't think that's good hazing. Can I? Can I? Bring oh, that's up? not good at all. No, <laughs> no, not not at all. But I was just saying that, like, I was trying to figure out there was a different word for it because when I was a freshman on the basketball team, we had to do the dirty laundry. Like, oh, really? That was just that was. Oh, yeah, at Linfield, yeah, we had to do the dirty laundry at the end of practice every day. Yeah, jeez. Yeah. 707-895-2448. Can I bring up my topic now? Uh, you can if you would like. We got about, uh, we're about 15 minutes in. Give us a call if you've got anything you want to talk about going on on the sports phone. Uh, yeah, Jim, if you got a topic, go for it. We could go to On This Day in Sports, whatever you would like to do. I've never been more excited about my... My newest, I, I like to, you know me, I, I like to have new, um, <clears throat> I like to have new segments. And I've had this segment, you've given me the, oh, okay, a couple times, but I've never been more excited about it. And it's called Last Week on the Sports Phone. Sure. So <clears throat> I want to talk about Last Week on the Sports Phone, and I'll give him credit where credit is due. Vince brought up um, <clears throat> right at the last 10 minutes, and, and I've been thinking about it ever since, he brought up. What annoys you about sports? What and I took it as what don't you like in the world of, of sports? What annoys you? And it immediately the phones are ringing off the hook. And the, some of the ones I got, Vince brought up showboating, and <laughs> I thought it was funny. He, he he his example was Steph Curry's doing this shimmy after he makes a three while the other team is uh, down shooting a layup, which I thought was pretty funny and shouldn't happen. <clears throat> um, I would say showboating, Jerry, is sort of like hazing. There's good show hazing, and and, and there's mm-hmm. good showboating. Anyway, um, <clears throat> I got a text from Tim Anderson, another frequent caller, that said, there's no room for showboating anywhere. Um, another guy called up and said he didn't like commercials. So I, I, I want to revisit it. There's got, there's, there must be a, an infinite amount of things that people don't like about sports. Most of the stuff we talk about, people like about sports so i want to open that up again um you and i talked about yours off the air and um yours was it's very specific mine was like (laughs) hyper hyper specific to one sport uh no okay sorry sorry i thought you were going to jump in there no so so mine to kind of recap is just i think again it, it gets very specific to football but it's it's when a defensive player in football has no impact on an incomplete pass, but, but it taunts and acts like they had everything to do with it because they, it's just, I don't know. There's something about it that just really, really bothers me because they had no real impact on the, on the play. Um, so you think and, they- and one other thing I wanted to say, Jim, before we go too far with this, just to be clear, um, something you don't like about sports doesn't mean that you don't like sports or you're not a fan of the sport that you are criticizing, right? Like I, I enjoy watching football, even though this really bothers me about it. And I think you could say, and Vince would say he loves watching basketball, even though he doesn't like, you know, what Steph Curry does with the little shimmy thing. So just to be clear that (laughs) you can love sports, 
but still have something that really bothers you about a sport or a certain part of a sport. Totally, to- totally agree. Yeah. Y- yours is sort of, you are singling out one position in one sport. Yes, I am. I am singling out a, a specific position in a specific sport. What's the comparison in in basketball? Is, is there something, there is... That someone I don't think would, there is. So you're saying someone takes credit for something that he had really no impact on? Huh. I don't know. I don't know. Seven zero seven eight nine five two four four eight. Hope this goes somewhere. Um, if not, I've got an interesting this day in sports. Um, well, actually, now, now that we mention it. I guess I should bring up my the thing I don't because I I clearly love sports. Mm-hmm. And um, I can sum up what I what annoys me about sports, especially basketball, my favorite sport to watch. And I'm going to sum it up in five words: replay, 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 and replay. I do not yeah. like replay in any sport. Well, just to be clear, because that I think that could be a little misleading. You don't like replay being used for challenges. I don't like the chance of that. I like replay to analyze something. I love it. When instant replay came into basketball and they did a slow motion, I was in heaven. <clears throat> I saw stuff I'd never seen before. So, yeah, you're, you're right. I love instant replay. I challenging and changing a a call and I do not buy the it's all about money and we have to get it right because there's too much riding on it that's not my point my point is if a ref gets it wrong they're a lousy ref <laughs> they got to get rid of the ref they shouldn't change that ref's uh, call on, uh, for any reason whatsoever. And I compare this to like, what happens if you got a shortstop on a pro team and they make too many errors? They get a new shortstop. If, if the ref makes too many, and I don't even care if you use replays to prove he was wrong. If they make too many mistakes and, we, and they find that out from replay, I say you get rid of the ref. But you have to play the game with the refs that are on the court. They're as much part of the game. They are not a separate issue. If I keep talking about this, Jer, I'm just going to say the same thing over and over again. You, you've heard it probably enough times in your life. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> I, I, don't, I don't know how I can, <laughs> I don't know how I can bring, bring it up any, any better than that. Yeah. No, well done. 707-895-2448. Give us a ring if you got anything you want to talk about on the sports phone. We've got about 40 minutes left here on the show, so give us a call if you've got anything you would like to talk about going on in the world of sports. 707-895-2448. And um, hello, you're on the sports phone. Good evening, gentlemen. How we doing? Hi, Vince. Good, Vince. I gave you oh. some I gave you some credibility with your topic there. Well, I appreciate that. It was a wild uh, end of the show last week. I'm glad I was able to stir something there. Um, I've got another one, and in, in the um, something new of the last couple of years that has started to irritate me more and more, and that is analytics. What is it Just called? The word analytics. <laughs> the, the 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 use of stats to dictate how games are played. <clears throat> Part of this would be 
the passing of a layup in order to kick it back out for the three-pointer, the going forward on fourth down in situations you would normally kick a field goal, uh, the shift in baseball, all those things that, I, in my opinion, take the, the – uh, you get more and more players who are no longer or coaches who are no longer taking the flow of the game, the energy of the moment of the game, and they're basing their decisions on what the analytics say. And that has just been driving me crazier over the last few years as it becomes more and more implemented. Hold it. Hold, hold on a minute. What is it you don't like about analytics? Let, let me define it first, Vince, for, before, in, in case I'm wrong here. You don't like using, st- I'm going to call it statistics. You don't like using statistics for strategy? You got to, you got to, you, you can't have a shift because you think someone, you know someone's going to pull the ball. What are you talking about here? Well, that's, that's my problem is, is, yes, I don't like, especially in baseball, I can't stand a shift. And more times than not, they're basing those decisions on analytics that say this guy 55% of the time will go this way. So that's, that's only 5% away from half the time. It's not like it's, oh, he does it 99% of the time, so we're going to shift. It's usually they shift in situations where I've seen it hurt teams near as much as, the, as, as it's successful. And I think it's just changed some sports in some moments where it's just, I just see it bite people more than I see it help. I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. Jerry, this is right in your alley, I think. So, Well, I, the thing that I think is really funny about analytics is, and, and Vince, you kind of alluded to this, when analytics go wrong, it is just, it's brutal. So, like, the, the example of the, the shift in baseball, when a guy doesn't do what <laughs> analytics say he's going to, and, and, like, he hits the ball to the left and there's no one over there, it just makes analytics look so silly because when it when it goes wrong, it goes really wrong. Like the football example being when you go for it on fourth down when you could take three points, it looks great if you get the fourth down, but if you don't, then you look like a fool because you gave up points. So I think for me, that's always the thing I found really interesting about analytics are I think that they only get praised when – it plays out how it's supposed to, like how the math right. says it's supposed to. But when it doesn't play out when it's supposed to, or as it's supposed to, the then the same then they then people that get criticism. I, I, I'm not saying this well, but basically, like I found people get praise or criticism based on the result, not based on the fact that you're using analytics. Like I think that if so, like someone should be praised, like if they make every decision based on analytics good on them i don't think it's fair to criticize them just because the result didn't go their way i, I don't know I, I don't think i'm saying that well but i think it that the criticism of analytics is so based on the result it, 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 i don't know it's it's weird which every which really if you break it every every decision is based upon the results right i mean right if you know if more hitters were learning how to hit the baseball the other way more then you would see less shifts so obviously the analytics are there because the stats say this, but it just—I don't know. There's certain parts of it, Jim, that just bother me. Uh, I, I get why it's done. It just—I get so frustrated with it. I—I I agree that analytics are there. I agree what they're used for. I don't understand why it bothers you. I still don't, and 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 that's okay too. But I mean. 
analytics have always been there. You just put a fancy word on. Yeah. Just, just yeah. A, a scouting. You took a fancy word on scouting. <laughs> I mean, I, I, no, you're right. Because this all really kind of started with with the. I guess it really became a big thing with Billy Bean and the Money Ball and how he was able to use analytics to fill positions that played out just as well as the players they lost and. And it started gaining traction, I think, at that time. And now it's just, I think what bothers me, Jim, is the, maybe this is what I'm, I'm more uh, 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 bothered by, is, is, is uh, the prognosticators. The guys calling the game, they beat it to death and make it seem like that's how you have to coach or play is through analytics and not, to me, the, the flow of the game and how the game's being played and, and in-the-moment type of reactions. Well, and, and right. to go off of, uh, I'll, I'll buy that. Let's, should we, uh, <laughs> last time you brought something like this up and went crazy for 10 minutes. I got another call. Listen up, Vince. Give a call back, all right? Always. Hello, caller. You're on the air. All right. Good evening. This is Mike and Ukiah. Hey, Mike. Yeah, I did, I did hear uh, on the radio a few months ago, but I've forgotten completely now. How, what's the world record for jumping rope? per minute <laughs> you know, and there's, so there's three different versions there's the one when you have to turn your own rope and there, there was something about um, 140 jumps a minute with the long rope That's but what then there was, there was nothing about double dutch you know when you had two ropes going opposite directions huh but the other one you said in the middle there the long rope that has a person spinning it on each end yeah, that has two people uh, spinning it for you. We used to use the jump rope as conditioning. We had to do 100 forward, Jared, 100 backwards. Did you ever have to do that mm -hmm. at Linfield? Uh, no, no, that was a you thing. But I, but I've other, I've seen other programs do it. Oh, did I make you guys do it in high school? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, that I, I got that from college. So I, I, you're bringing up a world record. I heard this number 140 caller and. I'm sure there's people that have done thousands without stopping. No, that's not the total number. That's I, I'm not interested in that. And then, you know, or people do it for for so so many hours. You know, that's I don't care. I'm the incredible fast speed per minute. You know, people do it on their own. Oh, I see. How many times in a minute? Well, <clears throat> we're yeah, gonna the, we're gonna th we're gonna throw that out there if that's. Well, I've got it. The, the record is 214. 214 okay. what? Say it once more so, so everyone gets Most it. Most skips in one minute on a long rope was uh, achieved in on April 9th of 2021 in New Delhi, India. The record was 214. And out of respect for the jumpers, I'm not even going to try to pronounce their names because I will I will. Yeah, but that's, that's the long rope. Is that... Is that the one you turn yourself? I and mean, what are they calling the long rope? Uh, they're not that, talking about. So there, there are there are three names listed here. So I'm assuming that is, is that is a three person gig. Okay, that makes, that makes sense. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Thanks for the call. This is um. Yeah, yeah, but we still you still haven't answered what a, what the world record is for a single person to turning their own rope is. You got that, chair? I'm working on it. <clears throat> you know, it's a, lot, it's a lot faster, and I did hear it, but I forgot, Nick. It's been so long now. Huh. I would have thought this is an endurance thing. How long 
uh, how long you could jump rope or how many jump ropes until you dropped. Um, I, I, I thought that would be the record more than how many you can do in a minute. That's how well, I that, think. That's easy to find in, in, in Google. Hmm. What's impossible to find is the number if you're turning your own rope. We'll see what Jared does. Thanks for the call. Okay, thank you. 707-895-2448. Jared, in case you're still looking on... Um, in case you're still looking, I've got a text comment. <clears throat> I'm going to call him by first name because he gave me his first name. Joe says, Jerry, have you considered that defensive backs coverage, sometimes you don't see like a bump and run that threw a guy off and he really had something to do um, <clears throat> with, with the play and he's celebrating? You just didn't see what he celebrated? Wouldn't the celebration... Oh, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about like the dropped pass. That the that the that the defensive back because you can sure I'll give that one but I will say if anyone is a football fan there are times that they will see defensive backs celebrate when they had no impact on what happened and that's what what specifically bothers me. All right, and and I, I'm 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 stuck. I, I don't like to. I can't. I I know you can do it, and I. And you know I can't do it because you stole my phone last week. I can't really text and do this show at the same time. I, I, like a, I can see something, read it, and read it over the air, but I can't have a conversation like I was trying to do with Eddie last week. <clears throat> um, and I, I see a conversation going off between um, you and Tim Anderson, and, and it's basically all I know. It's about makeup calls in sports. Is that what it, what, it, what I missed? Uh, sorry. I'm I, I'm looking into this jump roping thing real quick. I'm I'm almost done. It it looks like the Guinness World Record was 332 skips in one minute for a single person. Yes, but that makes sense. But there's something in here also. Again, with with some individual that it doesn't seem to be the official world record, but he he did about a thousand skips in just under three minutes. Jeez. So, yeah. So I, I it's it's unclear. I guess would be my answer here. Would would be unclear on on what the single re- the single person uh, record is. Great att- um, great attempt here. We got another yeah. call. Can we can we are we done yeah, with jump it. roping? Yes, we're done with jump roping. Hello, call. You're on the air. We're done with jump roping. Cool. Hi, this is Tim from Moscow, oh. Idaho. Hey, Tim. Uh, and I wanted to bring up um, John Madden and just see what yeah. other folks oh, think about John man, Madden. Man, I forgot. Um, and I-, I loved him as a coach. I loved the, the Raiders when Otis Sistrunk played and all that kind of stuff. But John Madden as a commentator, wow, if you could say something obvious about the game, that was John Madden. Anyway, yeah. that's my that's my opinion of John. Hold uh, on, and I never. Hold on, Tim. Yeah. Can either one of you, Jerry or John, can you do a quick impersonation? Either one of you. Not Jerry? a chance, Tim. Not a chance. Boom! That's it. That's it. That's all I can do. <laughs> all I can remember was an impersonate I can impersonate an impersonator I just remember Jerry when you played what's the name of the comedian 
Right. So, so I think a lot of people's experience with John Madden is Frank Caliendo. For people that aren't sports fans, uh, Frank Caliendo is a, a really well-known comedian who does impressions. Uh, and his bit about John Madden, specifically to what Tim you just said about like how he would say the most obvious stuff, but it was just hilarious, and, and it was very accurate to what to what John Madden did. Um, can, can I give my impersonation of of Frank Caliander? I, I don't think you should. But good football is good football is good football. That that yeah. was his John Madden. <laughs> oh man. Okay, guys, take it and run. Thanks, thanks, Tim. No, it's it, it's funny. I I actually was listening to some stuff earlier uh, this week about about Madden, and it's one of my favorite stories about John Madden. It can be is his relationship actually to video games, uh, being a gamer, it like and the impact he had in the video game world. Because anyone that knows anything about video games knows that the, the the yearly football game that is made like the nfl video game is madden nfl whatever year it was and the the interest so i think his impact on getting that out the door and putting his name on it and the, the funny story about that jim and i think you'll even appreciate this even though you're not a big football or a big video game guy but so when madden signed the deal to put his name on the original madden football game which i believe came out in 1988 the first build of the game only had seven on seven football, like when oh, they were wow. developing it. And Madden saw it and basically told the developers, if you don't make this 11 on 11, like real football, I will not put my name on it. And so he really like at that time basically said, like, if we're going to do a football video game, we're going to make a real football video game. And that was a big deal back then in terms of like, the, the pressure I, that he put to make that game as realistic as possible in 1988. I'm going to make this statement, Jared, then take take another call. Um, I watched a special on John Madden, and what, what they made special about it for me was he crossed so many generations. He had right. fans when he was a coach. He had fans when he was a commentator. And then all of a sudden he had the 20-year-olds on the, on the, on the, um, on the uh, video game. Hello, caller. You're on the air. Hi. Um, I'm not a huge football fan, but I have kind of pricked up my ears and, and kind of watched uh, John Madden whenever he crossed my path. Um, and and I even I've been on the internet for uh, since the mid '90s, and I've I've looked him up to see if he was hello. Yeah, yeah, you're there. Hello? Oh, okay. There's you're a on. Jingle there. You're on. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. Uh. I tried to find out if, if he was the beginning coach at my community college, which would have been Whoa. back in, yeah, let's see, 1963 or maybe 64, one of those. And he was, you know, this tall, rather quiet guy, and I don't remember what his background was, but I know there was great excitement that he that we were suddenly going to have a winning team. And, yes, we did, did have a good season. Uh, but he didn't really want to... To make that known, it wasn't until recently, I think, that Wikipedia and other uh, bios, you know, talked about those early coaching roots. He's just had such a varied and and fascinating life that they probably thought, well, this is pretty silly. This is not not an important <laughs> so, part of who I am. But so yeah, go ahead. Is, so, are, what, what you're saying is. 
before John Madden was famous, you think he might have coached junior college where you went? Is I, that, I don't. I, yeah, I, I don't think. I know. What's the I, name of the school? That, the, Al, Alan Hancock College in Santa Maria, California. Jerry? Yep. Jerry? <laughs> Jerry, you there? Yeah. Yeah, what about it? Is it true? Yeah. His, his first coaching job... Uh, he got a teaching degree in 1960 and uh, became an assistant coach at Allen Hancock College uh, after that. And then two years later, uh, or excuse me, and then in 1967, came into the NFL with the Raiders. Uh, yes, he did start as an assistant wow. coach at Allen Hancock that, College. That's a, that's a meteor rise. Yeah, and wow. he may have just been the assistant, but, but you know, sometimes, I mean, with professors of all kinds, it's the assistants and the associates who are really... Mm-hmm. Oh, really yeah. the stars that are really the contributors and yeah yeah and i don't yeah the other coaches had to fall back and say oh look what we got here <laughs> wow yeah, young yeah, anyway. and then youngest uh youngest head coach in nfl history youngest right? head. so uh-huh. s- s- did he go directly here from this community college to to the raiders yeah but he didn't go to there as a head coach he was the linebackers coach oh okay all right in 19 19- yeah. okay wow thanks for that call that's that's a bit of history sure. right there 707-895-2448. I, I apologize to someone that was on hold uh, that, that couldn't wait here, but I couldn't get off the phone that one. I mean, there's someone that went... Didn't we have another caller once that was in college with somebody really famous, or is that not enough information for That's you? not nearly enough for me to go <laughs> off of with my memory. But no, it's, it's a big deal, right? I, I think I remember... I remember when John Madden stopped doing Sunday night football because I'm, I'm old enough to to have gone through that transition or enough of a sports fan to remember when he was no longer doing uh, Sunday night football. Uh, and then they, they put the uh, the new the new guy in the booth. And that was that was a big deal. Uh, but, yeah, it's uh, it's a bummer. Uh, I think the NFL's done a really, really good job honoring him uh, over the last oh, yeah. week. Um, <clears throat> And uh, I think they'll, you know, they'll continue to do that as, as the year goes along. 707-895-2448. Give us a ring if you want to talk about sports. Got about 20 minutes left here on the sports phone. You can give us a ring, 707-895-2448. Well, you interrupted, or I interrupted you, Jer, when you were doing research for um, research for jump roping, I think. And No, we're all caught up on that. I know. But um, I asked you a question. You said, no, I'm researching jump rope so i wanted to get back to what i was bringing up but we got a call here you're on the air with you're on the air with a sports phone hey thanks my name is otto i'm another one of these people who is not a huge sports fan but i love your show <laughs> that's our favorite it's um, our slogan i yeah um i gotta say uh the one thing i loved about uh john madden there was two things one is uh he was mr uh captain obvious um <laughs> Uh, and and I loved it one time that he was uh, calling. Uh, I think it was the Super Bowl. I don't think it was the playoff show. I think it was the Super Bowl show, and uh, it was either Al Michaels or somebody else. And they were talking about the teams and offense and defense. And they're like, "Well, you know, what are your predictions for the you know the, the game? Who do you think is going to win?" And he it was one of the few times he was a little bit snarky on air, and he said, <laughs> "Well, that's what we have the games for to see who's going to be." the better team um, but my favorite uh, my favorite thing about him as a commentator because I think again he is the kind of personality that drew people in who weren't necessarily big 
football fans, you know, or, or you know, he was such a, a personality. His, his enthusiasm was just bristling. And the one thing that I always got from him, every single time he was ever doing color commentary on a game, I learned something. Because yeah. he would actually say, people made fun of him with his yellow pen. And he would say something, for example, that I watched football since I was in high school. And he would say something like, you see what this lineman did here? He, this is called a trap block. No, I never knew what a trap block was. But he would say something, and he would actually explain it. And it would be like, oh, I get it. Like, all the teams moving left, and the, you know, the line's moving left, and the running back is going to go to the other way. And he would explain it in a simple, very simple nuts and bolts kind of thing. And he, having been, you know, the coach and having that knowledge, but he could explain it to people. You could be a football fan for 30 years, and every time, if you paid attention, he would actually tell you, this is what the person is doing. Oh, they called an audible. So, therefore, the defense, the safety is going to do this. He actually taught you something. I, I, that, I agree. I will, it was amazing, and not in this pedantic kind of way. Well, um, you know, this is how the play got developed from the 1940s. I don't care about this. This is what this guy is doing. Did you see this linebacker to the left or this person on the line to the right? He did this. They called an audible. They reacted. This is what happened. And for that, um, we're all blessed. So thanks for the show. Love it. And uh, you guys do great. Great John Madden tribute. Thanks for the call. 707-895-2448. The, the lines are open. We're trying to get, uh, well, we, we were trying to get on, uh, well, we were not, not trying to, we were talking about what you love or what you, more specifically, what annoys you about the sport you love. That's a better way to say it, Jared. The sum, sums it up. Um and then we talked about John Madden so we're we're up for anything the the, the lines are open i was just asking you jer <clears throat> i i can't i couldn't follow along with this text message you were having to mr anderson here i i got the gist of it but i can't keep up when when i'm trying to to run this show like you you can and you can talk and 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 text and and google and do everything well what i want to know is what was what you were talking about in that long stream was was about the makeup call in 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 basketball or football or baseball? Yeah. So so Tim's question was when we were talking about uh, things that annoy you. Right. He, he basically asked, "Is the makeup call in basketball or basically in any sport something that annoys you?" And and for listeners that may not really understand what that is, um, the 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 makeup call is this idea of. An official will miss a call and kind of acknowledge that they missed it in a certain to a certain extent. And one of the ways they will acknowledge it is if there's a if there's something that's close, they will err on the side of calling it in favor of the team that they missed the call for previously. So the the call that hurt a team that might not have been accurate, they will then make up that on another close call by favoring that team that didn't get favored the first time. That's what we're talking about? Right, right. <clears throat> yeah. That, that is, that, yeah. 
That is so that, wrong. That was his question. I don't like it. That is, I'm not a fan of makeup calls. It's absolutely wrong. You got to call every. If you miss one, so be it. That's anyway. That that goes back to my um, challenging calls and changing calls. You, you do your best you can as a ref, and you make a call. And if you screw up too many, you get rid of the ref. That's what I say. Yeah, I, I just don't like that. I think it it can compound. You're compounding one mistake with another one. Uh, that I, I just don't like. Like, it, it, it can, I, I just, I, I, I'm not a fan of the, the potential it can open up to, like, snowball things. Because I guess, so, so if you do a, if, a, if you make up one call with another call, and then that call is not great, now do you owe the, the, the other team a makeup call, right? Like, I, yeah. I just don't, I, I don't like the idea of, Saying okay, I'm the, the, like because to me a makeup call is the referee consciously thinking okay I have to find a way to make a call in favor of this team and and I don't like that idea that they're actively searching something out to to put in favor of the other team well, but I, I it, it's it's a thing right it's it, makeup calls are absolutely a thing in sports that there will always be. But but I'm I'm, I'm I, not a huge fan of them. I, I've had time with, with with that speech a little bit to get caught up in on 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 texting, and um, you know, t- Tim gives this example. I'd like to hear him himself, but he gives an example. The next time down, they do a quick three in the key to make up for the bad call on the other end, just to make it right equally. I agree with you, Jared. You just cannot. You're getting yourself deeper in. That's that's your point, right? Yes, that is yeah. my point. Because the other coach isn't going to like the makeup call, right? Like, sure, it makes it makes you good with the other coach, but I don't think that the the, the coach that is having the makeup call called against him is like, oh, sure, it was a makeup call. We'll live with it and move on, right? Like, I I don't think that. Mm. Yeah, I, I just think you're digging yourself deeper into a hole. I, I'm not a fan of it. It exists. I've been I've been the benefactor and the uh, victim of the makeup call. I, I get it's part of sports, but I no, I'm not a I'm not a huge I'm, fan. I'm, of it. I'm against it either. And uh, yeah, seven zero seven eight nine five two four four eight. I didn't hear anyone. Contest me. Everyone else seems to like replay, uh, reversing, challenging, and reversing calls. Don't, I forgot. Where do you stand on that, Jer? Uh, I have accepted it as part of the game. Oh, really? And, okay. Yeah. It is. That's not going away. That, that's that's my take on it, right? Yeah, I think that, it's, yeah, it's, that, yeah, but that that doesn't that doesn't answer. Do you like it or not? No, I'm not. A, I'm not a huge fan of it, but I've accepted it. I, I have accepted it, and if I was at a level where it was of use, I would use it. Like, I, I'm, I, I wouldn't, out of, like, spite or in protest, not use a challenge if I had a challenge available to me. Okay, yeah, okay, so, so yeah, I have to agree it's part of the game now. I just disagree with it. Right. <clears throat> yeah. Right. Uh, 707-895-2448. we got about 13 minutes left on the show. Give us a call if you've got anything you want to talk about going on in the world of sports. And we have a call. Uh, yeah. we got a call. Let's take it. You're on the air. So if the referee makes a, a mistake and they can challenge it and replay it and get the right thing, if a 
player makes a mistake, can they just redo the down so we can do it right this time? <laughs> well, that, that's what that's my whole point. If, if a player makes a mistake over and over and over again, what do you do with that player? You take him out of the of game, or or you get a new player that can do better. That's just the the, the definition of, uh, and that's a coach's decision. Just can that player get better, or they need to switch him out. And I feel the exactly. same about referees, that you get rid of the ref that makes too many bad calls, but you don't change the call in the middle of the game. I don't see why anyone doesn't see that. I'm <laughs> sorry. I'll tell you, Jerry, I'm, I'm with you to where I've grown to accept it as part of the game now because I watch enough sports and it happens all the time and <laughs> it's there. But I'll tell you right now, if they ever go to a digital or a automated umpiring system for balls and strikes i think i may i may lose my mind on that that, that's like where my line in the sand is do you have you watched tennis recently oh well yeah no they do it in tennis no what i'm what i'm saying is that is the technology that they'll use for baseball that technology is there they just have chosen not to use it yet no, they they tried it out. I think the last two years in the minor leagues and some of the minor league areas, they they've been working on um, on I guess fine tuning it and actually start challenging um, umpires on balls and strikes in games, which would drive me crazy. I, I going, think that going baseball I, where, even what I'd be really curious about if they did decide to implement something like that is. If you're going to go down that road, just get the umpire off the field entirely and just make it automated. I think what would be even worse is if you have an umpire behind the plate who on like every pitch is like looking at a little monitor that is telling him if it's a ball or a strike. And then he just is like and then he is just kind of uh, he is letting everybody know that it's a ball or a strike. I think if you're going to go that route, just do the whole thing. Just get the umpire off the field. Like, don't have the umpire in there as a puppet, so to speak. Well, that's but Jared, that's what they're doing in tennis. The tennis, there. I know you don't watch it that that closely or, or or at all, maybe. But they do not get rid of the umpires, and you still have someone on every line. You know, like ten different line judges, which can be overruled by the the umpire but if they make a challenge then yeah. they go to this technology so right but the reason there's there is you only have a limited number of challenges if, I, i'm saying that if oh, like if tennis decided we're getting rid we're using technology to determine if every ball is in or out at that point just get rid of the umpires that's that's yeah. what you, you don't you don't need them there as 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 props at that point so no. you, so you have a little yeah go ahead, you, uh so you think that you think the next stage of balls and strikes, if they go there, let's just say Vince says if he goes there, he may quit baseball. But if if they go there, don't you think they'll probably wade into it like they did, like they are in tennis? Because they could get rid of all the line judges right now in tennis. It's an instantaneous in or out. I mean, by well, they, they, you're missing what I'm saying. They, they they could do that. That's not what I'm saying though. No, no. My my point is, they they could do that. No, I lost train of thought. What are you saying then? I, all I'm saying, Jim, is if if tennis or baseball made the decision that we're going to automate this entirely and we're just going to let a computer say if it's in or out, a ball or a strike, at that point, just get rid of umpires. But you don't... What what would be really weird to me is if if you had a computer making every call, but then the umpire is there 
looking at a monitor saying if it's a ball or a strike. Like at that point, just get them off the field. Yeah, but my like you, you, they're not needed. Right. So my point is, you think when they do this in baseball, if they do it, they're going to dabble into it like tennis. You're going the 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 catcher or the coach. They've already done it in baseball. There's not with balls and strikes. Well, they, they they haven't done it in the big leagues yet. They've been they've no, been they, practicing it in the minor leagues. No, Jerry's saying with with like calls at first base, they've done it. They just haven't done it with pitching yet. Well, they haven't gone to replay yet, but they they use basically. I'm sure. I think what they're doing in the minor leagues is to see how accurate it is compared to the average umpire. It's kind of a grading system they're using against umpires, and also a an idea to maybe push out the umpire behind the plate. Obviously, you need the umpires in the field to, you know, say safer out on plays of the bases, but they, I think Jerry are looking to eliminate. I mean, how many challenges do you get in tennis? I just out of curiosity to go with this, like, I think they still keep the line judges because you have a few challenges and if you use them all, you don't get any more. In tennis, how many is? That's a good, I'd never. I know you get, you get, you get, you get two challenges. If you get a challenge right, you retain it. Oh, really? So you get two. Okay. So you get two challenges, and if if you have a good eye, like apparently some of the good tennis players have really good eyes, you sure. challenge, and you still have two left if you were right? Yes, that's oh, wow. correct. Wow, very interesting. And that's yeah. what you see happening in baseball? I hope not. I hope not. I just know uh. that they've talked about it and that they've implemented it in some of their minor league uh, systems. So, it, you know, obviously these technologies get better and better, the one in tennis is pretty darn good. Um, so, you know, I, I think we, we talked about this with the replay. Money's so heavily involved. They want to get it right. There, you know, if this system works better, then that's obviously, I think, where they'll probably hurt. Good, uh Good take. Another call? You got it. Thanks, guys. Yeah, let's do it. Hello, you're on the air. Yeah, you know, it's a fascinating conversation because what it really does comes back to sort of a chicken and the egg argument with, well, what's the purpose of sports? Well, it's different to different people. If you're a bookie, it might have an entirely different purpose than if you are, say, a booster behind Stanford's program. You want Stanford to always win. So as you look at these rules, you say, okay, well, okay, let's look at track and field for a second. How do we decide who won a race? Well, of course, we have photo finish. We have everything. Horse racing, same thing. You've got to know who actually won because big amounts of money are sitting on this thing. Accuracy actually matters. Now, if you have a sort of a nostalgic approach to the game and you're saying, oh, I want to play it the way my grandparents played it. Okay, that's an entirely different argument. It has something to do with aesthetics, not really who wins and loses because you're allowing a lot more human error and such things in there. It really, the only real answer you can give to this question is, well, what's your purpose of the game? Then you, you know, I had a lot of training as a policy analyst. What do you do? You say, all right, what result do you want? Let's work backwards and find the evidence to support your conclusion. Confirmation bias has a lot to do with that, but still, it comes back to the same thing. What is your goal? Are you... Are you the most concerned that the rules are followed and no one and the person that ought to win wins? Or are you primarily concerned with the aesthetics of the game, some sort of emotional attachment you have to a certain way that it's played, but they are 
diametrically opposed goals. And you really do have to pick one. It's, I, don't, I don't know if I agree with the, the grandfather type. Is that what's going on here, Jared? Am I just being an old guy? That that I don't want I don't want to see change I I just don't see the goodness of the change. Do you want to know who actually won? <clears throat> and I, I think th- th- this argument or not argument, but this debate for me has always come down to your opinion on the referee's role. Exactly. And what's the referee's purpose? Yeah, what, what, what is right. so, so I think ensure I, right. accuracy? So, so I, I think that that's where this 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 becomes open to interpretation. Where if if you think a referee should be allowed to impact a game as much as a player does, like if they have as important of a role in the game as a player, then well, you're sure so. more likely to fall on Jim's side of this discussion. But if if your opinion then is that a referee's job is to interpret rules and correctly apply them, that's where Why do we have that's where people that's where people are in favor of replay because at that point, if referees are not correctly interpreting or applying rules because they're making the wrong call, then you want them to correct that so it, it comes down to what you believe an official's role in a sport is all right then let me give me mine i i brought this up um the official in my world is role is to make a call just like the player's role is to make the shot if it goes in it's considered good if it, if he misses it's it's considered bad right. so so i, I that, think it's okay you, okay. you I, believe the go ahead well, I say to translate that, then you believe that officials should be allowed to have as much impact on a result of a game as a player make or missing a shot. Absolutely. Okay, like yeah. th- that, that's well, that's that's the difference in opinion of where this comes down to for a lot of people. Callers, well, I mean, bookies would certainly agree with you because a lot of bookies want to influence the referees. I mean, that's <laughs> as old as sport. Yeah. People have been doing that. You know, you just like you can pay off players to sandbag. You can play off referees to, you know, just a few marginal calls are all it takes to tip the balance in a game. So what is somebody's motive? There was a time when the referees were faking all the calls negative against black players. You know, there was a time, there's all things that are documented throughout history. Tell all memoirs written about, you know, bookies influencing people. The evidence is there that... People will influence whatever lever can be influenced to get an advantage in whatever they're trying to accomplish. It is only the perception of fairness that keeps us able to have a fight, I mean, able to have a game without it turning into a fight every single time. We've got to leave so it right, we we, got to we leave it right there, caller. That, that was well said. We, we've got to go. We're out of time. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Thank you, though. Thank you, though. I appreciate the thought. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a good debate. It's going to continue to be one. Thanks, everyone, for listening to the Sports Phone this week. Jim and I will be back next week. That'll be Sunday, January 9th. Thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. All right.
This has been a production of Mendocino County Public Broadcasting. KZYX, Philo 90.7 FM, KZYZ, Willitson Jukaya 91.5 FM, and Fort Bragg at 88.1 FM. You can find more content like this on our website at kzyx.org and consider donating by clicking the red donate button in the upper right corner. Thank you for listening. <laughs>